Hello, and welcome to Commerce Confidential, a Guerrilla Group, a Wonderman Thompson Company production. I'm your host, Randy Cole. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about CDPs, or Customer Data Platforms, with my guest, Chris Rothstein. Chris is Head of Strategic CX Partnerships for Guerrilla Group and Wonderman Thompson, North America. Chris has over 15 years of experience in data, analytics, and digital commerce. He's certified in numerous data platforms and is co-chairman of the Wonderman Thompson professional community, House of CDP, which sounds like somewhere I'd like to spend a long weekend. So without further ado, let's get to it. Chris, thank you for being on Commerce Confidential. Hey, Randy. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And let's start with the basics. I, I know that CDP stands for Customer Data Platform, but at a basic level, what is a CDP? Yeah, so you know, CDPs, they've kind of become all the rage in the last few years. A lot of acquisitions, a lot of things have happened. But at its core, it, CDP is software that will create an accessible and unified customer database that other systems can plug into, pull data in, push data back out. What this system is doing is helping companies organize and centralize their previously siloed data sources across the organization and then making that data accessible in a governed way for other internal systems within that organization to enhance customer experience, reach out to them better, and have a better overall brand execution. Most importantly, in today's world, a CDP is first-party data that you, as the brand, the merchant, the organization, own, manage, and maintain. Okay. But I can't be the only one that has this question. I, as a company, have invested considerable time and resources in our CRM platform. So what's the difference between a CRM and a CDP, and do I really need a separate system? Sure. It, it gets confusing because the, the big obvious is that they both have the word customer in them. And they're both pertaining to certain pieces of data, right? But at its core, what a CRM manages is the company's customer relationships in a manual fashion. It's a historical record of a customer, what their name is, how your organization has interacted with them, have they called in for customer service, order history, things like that. This data is important, don't get me wrong, but it's customer-facing data only. When you look at a CDP, that helps you manage your customer data automatically, showing you how the customers interact with your company, how they found you, how they behave within your product, if you're a product-based organization. Those CDPs will gather every customer touchpoint, thinking ads, POS systems, social media, other user-generated content, and combine that to a single view of the customer for the company to activate on. Gotcha. Okay. So let's, let's switch gears and let's talk a little bit about first-party data for a moment. We all know the importance and value of first-party data. You know, those in the UK and EU have been navigating GDPR regulations for years. In the US, we have CCPA in California and a raft of new laws pending in a number of states. So how does a CDP help companies navigate these minefields of regulations? What are some guiding principles around customer data privacy? Sure. So you always hear the word data silos, personal data, third-party cookies, et cetera, et cetera. And that all adds up to horror stories of companies that have mismanaged data in the past, creating necessities for things you talked about, GDPR, CCPA, and the likes. What it all comes down to at the end of the day is the more fragmented a company's customer data is, the harder it becomes to manage compliance in a timely manner for consumer requests. Think things like delete requests, do not contact, and such. 
that are at the core of you go to the website and you have the cookies and do not contact all that fun stuff without a CDP knowing where all those data sources are you can't have that oops happen the goal of the CDP is to centralize all that customer data to a single location not just for marketing efforts but, or even better website personalization and email campaigns but also to grant organizations more control over how customer data is accessed and managed. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the terms I'm hearing a lot in relation to CDPs is the idea of the so-called golden record. And I'm using air quotes as I say golden record. Can you explain what that is and why it's so important to brands and marketers? Sure. So that golden record is, you know, it's considered the holy grail of customer identification. It's clean, it's organized, it's comprehensive, and it's compliant so it can be safely and responsibly leveraged across an organization. This idea of the customer is nearly impossible to achieve without a proper CDP to match, cleanse, and consolidate data across numerous data sources the company can have. Even with the CDP in place, it takes ongoing work and governance to strive to reach the ideal state of customer identification. The other thing you can't forget is there is no set it and forget it. Tuning, business processes, governance, maintenance will always need to be accounted for. Gotcha. Well, I guess I can't uh, set it and forget it with this, but I guess you convinced me that you know my company needs to invest in a CDP. In that process, what should I be looking for in terms of features, functionality, interoperability, you know, other things that I need to consider in the evaluation process? The needs of a CDP are going to vary by every company, every organization. And that, candidly to me, is why there's so many different CDP vendors out there with their own flavor of what CDP is and how it best serves their prospective customer base. But to me, a CDP needs to be able to perform identity resolution, support data privacy, support business needs, build and identify audiences and segments, and activate for real-time personalization and messaging. Connecting to multiple products and services to either feed the identity profile or support different activation means is also critical, in my opinion. Okay. So, you know, a few years ago, a large organization might have considered building their own CDP from scratch. Now, as you just mentioned, you know, there are many enterprise class options that have either been acquired or built by major players in the industry. We can't cover them all here, but can you give us a high-level overview of this, like, ever-changing landscape? Yeah. Uh, you know, the CDP has gone from... The build versus buy to the wild west of everybody spitting it up because they manage some piece of customer data to kind of settling down now. In the last two years, there's been that shift into what a CDP is. And if you look at the most recent Gartner Magic Quadrant on DXPs, every leader has acquired or launched a CDP in the last two years. So it's not going anywhere. And I think the build versus buy story is kind of becoming more difficult to have because they're making cost effective, they're bundling the licenses, they're doing a lot of stuff that going with your CMS or marketing automation systems, all that starts to make sense. Your largest SaaS platforms have created homegrown solutions or acquired companies in a proverbial arms race to enhance your customer experience and also hedge against the future of personal data. You talked about it, that third party data is going away. Apple, Google, etc. have all put in policies protect your users, or have announced changes in the coming future that puts the onus on the corporation to responsibly collect and use data that has consent associated towards it. The CDP, to me, is that answer of how will I replace my third-party data sources 
And the response of those leading software companies does confirm it. Good stuff. You know, we packed a lot of info on CDPs in a little bit of time, so I really appreciate that. So let's switch gears as we, you know, kind of head out of this. And I kind of want to talk, uh, wrap up with this. You know, there's no wrong answers. Well, maybe there are, but <laughs> probably not. You know, in your opinion, what's the most overhyped or underhyped tech trend right now and why? Go. <laughs> you know, you've influenced to me what that overhyped, underhyped uh, trend is uh, in, in a lot of the communications we've had over the past six or so months. And to me, it's almost a Trojan horse of a real-world application. People out there buying six- and seven-figure NFTs of GIFs, memes, etc., is a flex among the rich. But using the technology behind the curtains reveals the possibility of how a title of a car, a deed to a home, certificate of authenticity to an airplane part, or even a signed baseball card could be leveraged using this blockchain approach. The future of the NFT is something you wrote about last year, and the memes selling for the 600K is splashy clickbait, but proving that the technology can be a verified ownership trail reveals that true potential. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Um, you know, NFTs aren't going away, but I think long-term, the way they'll be used is gonna be a lot different from what we've seen in the last you know, 12 to 24 months or so. Well, Chris, thanks again for joining us on Commerce Confidential. Really appreciate it, and we hope to have you back again soon. Happy to be here. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Commerce Confidential. Commerce Confidential is produced by me, Randy Cole. Original music by Adam Lee Murphy. Thank you, Adam. In the meantime, like and subscribe to our podcast. Those little clicks help more than you could possibly know. Have a comment, question, or concern? Direct them to me at rcole at gorillagroup.com. Thank you for listening, and please join us again soon for our next episode of Commerce Confidential. And in the meantime, remember, 